Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential and are part of our Countdown to 2021 series. I can't believe it's December already, but man, are we all ready to leave this year behind, which is really funny because I remember how many people wanted to leave 2019 behind. I'm like, yeah, 2020 is going to be excellent. Well, we all learned a few things with that. But my guest today is, and actually, if you are a longtime listener, you've you've heard me interview him before, but we're going to talk about something different today. And he's going to help us remember that it's really important we all remain positive and productive as people, and we'll get into some of the details with that. So his name is Wayne, but he goes by Trey, and uh, Trey Adams considers him the lone wolf, and not wolf, wolf, the lone wolf of motivation and inspiration. And uh, he is not only, he's got an amazing background. He's a teacher. He Well, he tried to get out of teaching. He tried to retire, and apparently they won't let him retire. And uh, But now he's speaking, he's a motivational speaker, he's written a book, he's an author, and I'll tell you, there is something about this man who will make you smile. So, Trey, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. You know, it's a pleasure. You know, anytime I get to talk to you is (laughs) the highlight of my day. It's one of the things that makes my day. So you shock potential in every way possible. Oh, thank you so much, Trey. It's so it's so nice. And you know, I didn't get to ask you before we uh, started taping. You know how your parents are doing because I know the last time that your that I interviewed you, your parents loved me, so that made me very happy. <laughs> uh, that ooh, now this <laughs> this may upset. my dad. A couple of months ago, it's been three months ago now. De- has developed dementia and we had to put him in an assisted living facility. So oh. that has made for a rough summer mm-hmm. made for us having to make some adjustments in our life and continue to make some adjustments in our life. And it's driven me more than ever of trying to get my message out, trying to get my point across so that people understand that this is a trying time and it's a trying time in more ways than one. You've got to find the 
the positivity and the negativity. And it's motivated me. It's motivated my mom. It's motivated my sister. My sister is now the guardian of everything. She's the power of attorney. Plus dealing with the stuff she deals working in. She works for the North Carolina Department of Agriculture. Plus all the stress that, stress that they're going through there. She's mm-hmm. really up. And you realize real quick what you're made of and how things can turn on a dime. And it has motivated me to go out and get busy, to get my message across, to come up with some other ideas to expand what I'm doing. And I've really taken what Warren Buffett said the heart of, you don't need one strand of income. You need three or four or five. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Well, I am. I will send my my prayers and wishes to your family, and I am sorry for that that with your father. But I also hear in your voice and what you're telling me that you know that like many people who are in the same boat or have experienced the same thing, that we know that you every day is precious, and our opportunity to to love the ones that we love and give them the best we have and do the best to make them proud is pretty important. And I know that you do that every day. They've been they're clearly very very proud of you. So tell us. So I gave just a little bit of an overview about you, but tell my listeners a little bit about you, a little bit about your background. And, you know, tell us about this new stage of your life that started with retirement and ended up teaching again in the middle of everything else. It started out as last July, July, 2019. I just interviewed with some charter schools. My time with the state was coming up where I could retire. And I'm like, let's just see what they have to offer. Let's just see what's going on. And I interviewed with one, and on the way home from that interview, another school called me, and I said, sure, I can be there next week. And I came and interviewed with them, and it was productive. And then I got a call back to go interview with the principal. Well, I interviewed with the principal on the 30th of July. They started their new teacher orientation on August the 1st. (laughs) I was told that by the end of the day, I would know something. Well, it got to be the end of the day. It got to be 4.30. I hadn't heard anything. Got to be 5 o'clock. I hadn't heard anything. And I had in my mind said, okay, if they come back with this offer, I can, I'm good. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave if it's, if I don't make more money. There's no, there's no point in leaving for the same amount of money. Well, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> and I texted of the lady that was my department chair. I said, you got a minute to talk. She texted me back in caps. You're going to retire, aren't you? <laughs> and I called her and I said, pretty much tomorrow I'm going in. And it was ironic that I started my career with the state of North Carolina on August 2nd. And I was able to end it on July 31st. Mm. It was bittersweet. It was it was a tough decision. I felt it was where I ne- where I needed to be and what I needed to be doing. And it was great. I love the kids. That I love teaching middle school again. I had a great group of eighth graders that were just insane. They kept me laughing <laughs> all the time. And we had a good 
a real good mix. Then you fast forward to this August, another or a friend of mine texts me going, hey, look, this school wants your resume. Here's the email. Email them your resume. So I email them my resume. They email me back. Can we talk to you this afternoon? <laughs> I said, yes. And like I said, with the interview, it wasn't asking me questions about what I would handle this situation. It was like, okay, here's what you're going to be doing. Here's who you're going to be working with. <clears throat> here's the situation. Here's the salary. When can you start? <laughs> and I was like, I'll okay. start. Start the first of September because I'm not going to walk away from a situation that's exactly what I want to be doing. I was I'm teaching nothing but math, which I really love, and it it's funny to talk to somebody in an English class and go, "Yes, I'm an author, but I hate English." So I <laughs> I can give you the basics, but don't ask me to write anything. Um, so it was just a good fit and I, the kids are great. It's, it's challenging from the simple fact of some are virtual, some face to face. It's how you handle it. You can look at is the glass half empty is the glass half full. Are you looking at the positive side of it? Or are you looking at the negative side of it? My girlfriend's biggest concern was, well, in ne next August, are you going to be teaching at a different school? I'm like, God, Maybe. I hope. <laughs> I said, Never know. You are the, the thing that also the thing that people have to understand is you are exactly where you're supposed to be at this time in your life, good or bad. Are you going to step up and make it positive? We yep. can't become positive until we deal with the stuff that's negative. And that's the basic for that the basis for the program that I emailed. Well, I emailed you several programs. But turning negatives into positives because we're always taught that these words are negative. Matter yeah. of fact, the word evil. And I did several videos on, you know, fear, on fail, on all of those things about how we can make them positive. And when I got to evil, I was like, well, this one's a little tough. And a friend of mine goes, I have never heard anybody say anything about turning evil into a positive thing. And it made me step back and think, well, maybe I have gone too far. <laughs> I'm like, no, you've got to know how to confront the negativity. You've got to know how to turn it into positivity, because if you don't, then you that's going to be your sticking point. That's going to be where you get to where you can't go on. You're going to get to that point and plateau and go, okay, I can't go any farther. And, and I was, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you just for a minute. Cause as, as you were talking, I was thinking about how, you know, as you know, if, if you asked anybody in the planet, obviously, you know, if we could go back and turn back time and not have a pandemic, I think there's not anyone who would, um, you know, who would say, no, I really love the pandemic, but there are, so what I what I think I've seen over this year is, you know, some people that, you know, really can't get out of, you know, this sense of well, when will it be back to normal, which I don't think that will be ever the same kind of normal. And there are other people going, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to try and get through it. I'm going to suffer through it and we'll get through it. And I have other people that are like, OK, 
this sucks. There's a lot of it that sucks, but I'm going to find the bright sides of things. I'm going to try and find what pieces of this are positive and I have to. And I think that that's where I fall into at least is that if I'm not looking for some of the positives, then it's too easy to get uh, mired in the negatives, you know? So, you know, when you look and I love, I know we've talked about this before, you know, things where you've really helped your students, you know, to be able to overcome challenges, especially, you know, teaching math. I know we've talked about that before, you know, how do you, how do you help them, you know, whether it's people watching your YouTube channel or you're talking to your students, how do you help them really embrace this concept of, you know, turn these negatives into positives? Like you, there's action involved in your part. part. With, when I was at the previous school, I had a group of sixth graders that I really kind of clung, clung to. They and I got along real good and they were always picking my brain about stuff. And I finally told them one day, I said, you are the most powerful people in the school. And they couldn't quite grasp it. And I said, well, let me put it in perspective. I said, I'm at the time I was 52. I said, I've got maybe 30 years of my life that will be productive. And I'm, you know, I'm going to be specific and say, yeah, chances are after 80, it may go all downhill. I said, you're. 11 12 years old i said you've got 70 years i said who can do the most damage me or you <laughs> and it got them to thinking okay look i am i am more powerful i am a person and they were all minority students and i'm like you're the most powerful people on the planet you've got to step up and say hey look <clears throat> i control what's going to happen and I can make it better. Mm-hmm. And I even stress to them, just because somebody did it first doesn't mean you can't do it better. Mm-hmm. And I would tell them that on a regular basis. I said, guys, I'm always learning. I'm a good math teacher. Sometimes I'm a very good math teacher. I'm never going to be a great math teacher. And they couldn't quite grasp that until I said, because I'm always learning. There are things that I'm always going to learn and you've got Mm -hmm. to learn too. And it goes back to what are you learning from the situation you're in? Are you learning how to make it better? Are you learning from your mistakes? Are you learning from what you did wrong? And you see the things of I either win or I learn, I never lose. Right now, it's hard for people to have that mindset. Mm-hmm. Simple fact of some of them have lost so much. You think about what's going on in California. People are losing whole towns. Mm-hmm. How do you come back from that? How do you? How are you positive? How can you be positive? Well, the first thing you start with is that you're alive. Mm-hmm. You got all the fingers in your toes. Hopefully, your mind's still right. Mm-hmm. Then it goes into mindset. What's your mindset? Are you ready to take the next step? Yes, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Are you going to waller in it? Are you going to say, okay, I got are you, as the saying goes, are you going to step up, shake it off, and move forward? Mm-hmm. And we're not taught that with negative words. We're taught that negative words are exactly that. They're negative. They're never going to be positive. And it came to me 
as most of my ideas do in the shower as a fluke. And then I'm trying to get the soap off my face, grab my towel and run, find my phone. And so I can put it in my phone. So I remember it. We've got to teach people. And especially now here, you're going to turn this into a positive experience. You're going to learn what you need to learn. You're going to do what you need to do to make your life better. So, so I, I think that, you know, when you, with people that are listening, you know, we kind of have a mix so that, you know, my listeners are, you know, some of them are still working. Um, a lot of them are in retail sales. And so obviously that's been hit really, really hard. And, you know, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of um, fear of the future, you know? So what if, what if we never fully get out of this? What if, you know, we have another round? What if, you know, something comes back, you know, and the, and the disease morphs again, for instance? Um, you know, what if our, if, what if our econ economy doesn't, you know, fully get, you know, going again for another couple of years? And all the what ifs I know, um, even with very positive people that I know, you know, people that are like, you know, always have that, there's a lingering, you know, um, there can be lingering concerns, lingering things that, you know, I, I was just listening to a story about people, dentists that are um, noticing a, a severe increase in people grinding their teeth at night. And so I think there's this, you know, I think most people want to be positive and they want to have that right mindset and they want to move in that direction. But, you know, any thoughts for the people that are sitting there going, okay, um, but I'm, I'm still, you know, the, there's always something in the back of my mind that's kind of, making me say what if and, and frightening me a little bit. Well, we all, we're going to have fear. If you don't have fear, then there's something wrong with it. I, and I can't remember the exact story. Right now, my heart's beating out of my chest. And you remember the first time we did a podcast, I was all over the place. <laughs> I know that as long as I have that anxiety, that stress of, am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to get my point across? Am I going to sound like I'm all over the place or am I going to sound specific? As long as I've got that, then I know I'm all right. When I go to sit down and talk with somebody, if I don't have that, then I know, okay, it's time for me to go. You're talking about the retail business. Yes, the retail business is going to get hit, and they're going. There are businesses that we grew up with that we're no longer going to have. How can people translate that skill into something else? Mm -hmm. Interacting with you're selling, regardless of what you do, you're selling yourself every day. You're mm -hmm. selling yourself to somebody the minute you open your mouth. The minute you stick out your hand for a fist bump, now nobody wants to shake hands. The minute you make your appearance, you are either making a contact or you're being kicked to the curb. Mm -hmm. Take your what you learned with retail, you can turn it into so many different things. If you were great in retail, if you go up and talk to people, and this is one of the things that drives my girlfriend nuts. She goes, <laughs> you will go up and talk to anybody. 
<laughs> you never know. See, that just doesn't seem like you at all. I can't even imagine no, you doing I, that. <laughs> you never know. And I throw this and I throw I threw this story out to her one time. I had a line of credit at a bank for 20 grand based on my conversation with another guy at a motorcycle rally because we were staying in the same hotel. Mm -hmm. I went up, we started talking, started talking about motorcycles, led to what you do for a living. Well, I do this, I do that, yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> I needed to buy a vehicle. They were hemming and hawing about financing. He called, matter of fact, I didn't call him. He called me. He called me and he said, when you go to the dealership, you tell them if they got a question about your financing, I got you a $20,000 loan. Already <laughs> wow. debt, ready to go. You can't do that type of thing now just because the banking laws are, are <laughs> the way they are. But it started over, he rode motorcycles, I rode motorcycles. We just started talking. Now, find the common threads. Find the common thread. If you can find a common thread with anybody, you can get business. You can get something started. You can get your foot in the door. And if you can get your foot in the door, you can either take the fake it till you can make it or <laughs> fake it until you break it, whichever one you got to do. If you're confident and if you believe in yourself, if you're going to become who and what you want to be, You've got to look at how can I defeat the negative? How can I defeat the fear? How can I defeat the failure? How can I defeat the bad? How can I defeat the mad, the sad, all of those things that you were taught that are going to keep you down? The biggest thing that I can say to anybody is, are you ready to lose friends? Are you ready to lose the people in your life? Are you ready for family members to look at you and say, you're crazy. I don't want anything to do with you. Luckily, I haven't had that happen for the most part. It will happen. There will be people that, for whatever reason, are not going to want to talk to you because you're so positive. They're not going to be <laughs> want to be around with you. And you laugh. It's true. Seen, no, I know. I've seen people like that. Well, he's just he's just too happy. He's just too. And you'll have people that are afraid of you. Mm -hmm. Because you have, you exude nothing but positivity. And I can't stress this enough. And I, I stole it from Les Brown. And hopefully one day he'll get to confront me face to face and say, yeah, you did. <laughs> negativity is 16 times stronger than positivity. So you've got to decide I'm going to beat it. I'm going to become who and what I want to be. Yeah. And I, you know, when you talked earlier, you said something that's really important because it's kind of the dialogue that I'm having with lots of people in lots of different scenarios. And you said, if you don't have fear, there's something wrong with you. And I think that's really true. The question is, and I, I think what you're trying to guide us towards is, is that fear is normal. It's natural. If you didn't have fear, then, then yes, clearly there's something wrong with you. But to be able to not let the fear overtake you or to spend too much time in fear. And I think that, you know, like the first couple months of lockdown, you know, for me, well, probably the first six weeks, you know, 
first it was kind of confusion and thinking it's, you know, it's like you're going through all the, you know, stages of denial. You know, this is going to be over. In two weeks, it's going to be over. And then I remember specifically the day in April when uh, Dr. Burke, uh, you know, was said on national news, if you don't have to go to the grocery store this week, don't go. And that was the first time I felt real big fear. And so after a couple more weeks of that, I remember I woke up one day and I said, this is crazy. I can't live this way anymore. I cannot live afraid of this. I need to figure out how to find my path. And um, and I, as I've talked to other people, I, I think I see that common thread. And for me, there's something about this time of year, you know, to... to get into December and, and realize that I know it's just still another date on the calendar. It's just another day in a week. Um, it doesn't mean anything in reality, whether it's December, January, October, April. But I think that people really can use this time to say, okay, you know, by the time we get to December 31st, I'm going to make a choice on how I think and how I feel and how, what's going to guide me. And I'm going to leave the fear behind and I'm going to leave some of those frustrations behind. And, and to your point, maybe I have been laid off, but I'm going to figure out how to take what I've got and turn it into something else. And, you know, to really get people to understand that, that, you know, there, it is a choice. There are choices to make, to be able to find some sort of peace and excitement, to find positivity. You have to choose to be happy <laughs> and it's oh, yeah. not always easy. And there are tons of people that aren't. And I'm like, why? Why? What's got you so bad? What What has happened that's made you become who and what you are that's destroyed the ideas and the dreams you had when you were younger? And people don't want to face it. They don't want to face the fact that, okay, I may fail. And your point? Yep. Use fear of failure to focus. Going back to evil. I can evil's how to make evil positive. Ever vigilant in life. Mm. Every day vigilance in life. It's two positives out of the word evil. Bad. Be daily. And I can't top that one. You know, with bad, that was that was it. You know, Wait, you can't be repeat that again. What, what's bad? Ma'am? What was bad? Bad is be awesome daily. If you can't do yeah. it. <laughs> so sad, stand and deliver. I've stole a movie title, but that's the truth. <laughs> stand up and deliver your product. Stand up and deliver your whatever it is you need to sell. Mad, make, <clears throat> make effective dreams. And for some reason, I spelled it with an E instead of an A when I was writing it. But... <laughs> You get, you get the thoughts coming in the kit and you can't record if they ever invent something that will track my thoughts and put them into my phone as words it'll be awesome because i and like you're, I gonna said, be, you're gonna be a very wealthy man then <laughs> yeah, just once just and you've got to take the time to do it you've got to do research you've got to see it see it through and my girlfriend gets on me about that all the time she goes see it through you you get off on your tangents you got to see it through and i think that's a really good point you know for this point of the year we've got to see it through to get 
get to the next stage. We've got to we've got to see through our own fears, our concerns, and uh, and and move forward. And I know we're actually almost out of time, so I want to make sure that people know how to reach you and find you. So, what are all the ways that people can? Uh, oh, see let's see. <laughs> Uh, I'm on Instagram. I have two Instagram uh, pages. One is the Lone Wolf, and Wolf is spelled W-U-F because of that's the mascot for North Carolina State where I went to college. Mm-hmm. My website, thelonewolf.com, www.t-h-e-l-o-n-e-w-u-f at yahoo.com. I'm on Facebook as Wayne T. Trey Adams. Uh, Twitter is at Lone Wolf Financial and at the Lone Wolf. And let's see. You got a YouTube channel, don't you? Yeah, and YouTube is uh, Wayne T. The Lone Wolf Adams. And I'm trying to think. And then LinkedIn. I'm also on LinkedIn. Yep. And all my contacts. All my contact information is on there. If you, if one of your listeners wants to send me an email, shoot me a text. My phone number is on Instagram. You know, send me a text. Hey, I heard you on Shock Your Potential. Can you help me? You know, I'll be glad. To, I'll, the first, the first session is free. <laughs> and there you we know, go. If you, want, if you want to call and talk and, and set up a time to talk? Yeah, I'll give you the first one for free. Matter, matter of fact, and I'll even say this: you pay me what you think the second one's worth. <laughs> there you uh, go. You know, if Bargain you don't think it, if you don't think it's worth anything, then you got thirty minutes or an hour of my time for free. That's fine. It, it, it's up to you. If you got something out of it, then pay me what you think it's worth. And I'm really seriously considering once all of this stuff has calmed down is contacting some universities and saying, Hey, look, I, the first one's free. Then you pay me what you think I'm worth. Cause I'm not going to be greedy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, to say, okay, I demand this. I demand that. If you want, if you've got quality, you're going to get the quantity. If you've got something to say and people like, it, they're going to find you. They're going to, they're going to, the money will come to you. It's like chasing a cat. How many of you have ever caught the cat? But once you <laughs> stop chasing the cat, then chances are it's going to come and find you. And this is one I thought, this is one I thought up. And I know there are people out there that are going to be creating uh, WT Trey Adams voodoo dolls over that. Big bucks don't necessarily mean big gains. That's true. Absolutely. That's uh, absolutely true. Well, I love it. So, uh, Trey, any uh, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Just you're here, you're alive, you're important, you are weird. No matter how bad you think you got it, you are where you're supposed to be right now. And you can become who and what you want to be in some form or fashion. The only thing in the world that I've ever figured out that you cannot do is put a cross-country snow ski over your shoulder and walk through a standard revolving door. That is the only (laughs) thing in the world you cannot do. (laughs) 
And on that note, we it has been such a pleasure having you, Trey. I'm going to have that visual in my head all day. Thank you so much for being a guest again. Oh, you're very welcome. And I can draw that visual out for you at another time and show you why it will not work. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks, Trey. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.